Genesis 27 The Birthright and the Blessing By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 20. This passage of Scripture has to be one of the most complex narratives in the Bible. At first hand, you might have thought, God used deceit and lies to accomplish his divine plan. So here's a question. Is God the God of deception and lies? God forbid. Psalm 119.142 says, The Lord's righteousness is an everlasting righteousness, and his law is truth. Psalm 33.4 for the word of the Lord is right, and all his works are done in truth. Romans 3, 4 God forbid, let God be true, but every man a liar. Amen. So what exactly is going on in this passage? And where is God anyway? To appreciate whatever is going on here, you first must ensure that you read the narrative in Genesis 25, verses 19 to 34. In that passage, we discovered that Isaac and Rebekah had no child because Rebekah was barren. When Isaac had pleaded with God, the Lord caused Rebekah to conceive, but the children struggled together within her. And so she went to the Lord and asked him why that was happening. And so, God gave her a revelation or prophecy. Two nations, two kinds of people, one stronger than the other. The elder would serve the younger. Thereafter, she gave birth to twins, but Isaac loved Esau because when he grew up, he became a skilled hunter, like Nimrod. But Rebekah loved Jacob. Simple upright Jacob. Though we are not told why she loved him, we understand the Lord had entrusted her with his prophecy. The elder would serve the younger. And the prophecy began to take shape when Esau neglected and sold his birthright as firstborn. We are never told what drove Jacob to buy Esau's birthright. Or if Rebekah had told Jacob to purchase the right to be firstborn. Therefore, when we come to chapter 27, God's revelation would be fully unveiled. Isaac was old. His eyes could not see. Driven by his sinful fleshly human desires, he quickly initiated a plan to bless Esau without the knowledge of Rebekah and Jacob. But Rebekah's eyes were carefully watching. Her ears were actively listening. She is the key to understanding the events that take place in this passage. And perhaps like many other readers, you simply left her out. You gave her raw little attention, focusing much of your concentration on Isaac, Esau, and Jacob. But God's prophecy was entrusted to Rebekah. And while Isaac's love for Esau had blinded him because of his love for wild game, Rebekah's love for Jacob was fueled by the Lord's prophecy. And now, 
when you read the chapter, it seems somehow that Rebecca actually took a long time to prepare and plan for the day of the blessing, the fulfillment of the prophecy of God. While Esau was away hunting game, she spoke to Jacob about what her husband planned to do and commanded Jacob to obey her voice and follow her instructions. She asked him to bring two young goats so she could cook a delicious meal, the kind her husband loved. Then Jacob would take it to his father to eat so that he could bless him before he died. She would also use the skin from the young goats to cover up Jacob's hands and neck that he might appear hairy like Esau. She also took Esau's best clothes which were with her in the house, gave them to Jacob to wear. And if her plan was unsuccessful, if Isaac discovered he was being manipulated and would perhaps eventually curse Jacob, she was prepared to take the curse upon herself. This woman gave it all she had. She was driven by what she received in the prophecy. So after she had prepared the meal and put the goat skin on Jacob, and Jacob had put on Esau's clothes, she handed the delicious meal and bread to Jacob. Then he went to his father. But Isaac wondered how he found the wild game so quickly. Jacob's answer was a deceitful, blasphemous lie. He literally broke the third commandment because in his response he said, Yahweh had made his hunt a success. He went on to cover each subsequent lie with another lie, trying to sustain the deception. And because Isaac could only rely on his remaining senses, he was deceived by Jacob, the heel catcher, earning his name as a trickster. And because Isaac, was driven by a desire for the flesh. He could not spiritually discern the deceitful tactics of Rebekah and Jacob. When he touched Jacob, his hands were like Esau. When he tasted the food, it was as tasty as wild game. He kissed Jacob and his smell was like Esau. Finally, when Isaac was deceived, he pronounced the blessing upon Jacob. This is what he said. May God give you from the dew of the sky and from the richness of the land an abundance of grain and new wine. May people serve you and nations bow down to you. Be Lord over your brothers and may the sons of your mother bow down to you. Cursed be the one who curses you and blessed be the one who blesses you. As soon as Isaac had finished blessing Jacob, and Jacob had gone away from his father. Esau came back from his hunting, but unfortunately it was too late. He had to settle for a lesser blessing. And though he sought for a blessing from his father with heavy tears and pleading, Jacob's blessing could not be revoked. He would become a servant to serve his younger brother just like the prophecy said. From that day, Esau hated Jacob and planned to kill him after his father's death. 
but the words of Esau were told to Rebekah. And again, Rebekah had to think quickly and outsmart Esau. So she called for Jacob, commanded him to flee to her elder brother, Laban, in Haran. She would send for him and bring him back after his brother's anger had subsided. She did not want to lose both Isaac and Jacob on the same day. And so Rebekah spoke to Isaac concerning her disgust for the Hittite women in the land, that if Jacob took a wife from the daughters of the Hittites, what good would a life be? Perhaps that was yet another careful plot to persuade her husband to send Jacob away safely. What is the conclusion of the passage? Proverbs 19.21 There are many plans in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the Lord's counsel, that will stand. The Lord is righteous. His will is righteous and true. He uses sinful men and women to accomplish his divine strategy. Sovereign Father, we thank you for the plan of salvation to liberate us from sin and death. The promise of your Messiah through the seed of Abraham and David. The Lord Jesus Christ, our salvation. For we understand that there is absolutely nothing that we can do in our sinful state and human might to please you. But by yourself and for your own pleasure, you have reconciled us, sinners, to yourself without any human effort. May your name be forever glorified through the spirit of faith and in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.